Hello, America. It's Vicious Vows. Wow. What? That was a good entry. Yeah, for like NBC. Well, anyway, we're back and... Nothing but Cass, NBC. Nothing but? <laughs> no. Nothing but Cass. You know, that could be conceived. I, I, I get it. Nut in butt s- yeah, cast. you said it the first time. Mm, okay. For our smart listeners, they got it the first time. Okay. Well, so changing things up a little bit today, um, we're going to put you down on how we got together and where we came from as a couple. So it's going to be pretty sweet. You're going to hear some pretty cool stories. And Mom, Dad, you may not want to listen to this episode. So... Uh, we're going to take it all the way back to 2001. No, no, not 2001. Well, how about this? I'll, I'll say the structure, like I'll, I'll say the facts and then you throw in the stories because you have a better story and tell storytelling capabilities so you can tell. It's not a story though. It's true. I understand that. But like, like I'll say the actual like dates and what had happened on those dates and then you fill it with the fluff with the stories okay well there's no fluff it's just real stuff okay the real fluff like not I can't believe it's not butter like marshmallow fluff okay alright well lay down the facts then what's the date where are we starting well I thought it would be cool to share with them our first memories of each other by them you mean America yeah hello America so, do you remember your first memory of me? The first time you saw me? Yeah. It was in volleyball practice right after two days. That was it. That was, uh... So, my freshman year? Yeah. So, obviously, I wasn't in volleyball practice. It was in between. It was right after our first practice. For football? Correct. And I was there for volleyball. It was right after our first practice. We had just gotten out of the showers. We were going to go hit up Mickey D's. I was waiting for... A couple of the other guys to finish because so, we're going to head over there as a group. So, Nikki and I. My cousin. Rest in peace. <laughs> went up to the second balcony to go watch the volleyball girls because they were Curves. also having two days. And there was this little skinny legged senorita. Seriously? What? You want to throw in the jabs already? That wasn't a jab. You had these skinny little. Skinny legged? Yeah, skinny legged. You had these little. Have tiny you seen these legs. quads? There Do she I was. have to mention my cat? There she was, shining like an angel. <laughs> and then I told Nikki, I was like, dude, I would totally hit that. And he was like, that's my cousin. That's the, that's the first memory. So I actually noticed Jeremy way before that, which is kind of embarrassing, but I think it's noteworthy. I saw Jeremy the first time was my eighth grade year. And I practiced with the high school softball team. I think I was on the high school softball team in 8th grade, wasn't I? I'm pretty sure I was on JV my 8th grade year. I don't remember, but I was practicing nonetheless at the high school for softball my 8th grade year. And I think you were playing track. Did you have blonde hair? Did you bleach your hair that year? Your freshman year? No. No? Was it bald? Were you bald? Could have been. I, re- I just remember, so I remember very vividly, I was doing crunches, we were doing conditioning, and I saw all the track people, or maybe it was baseball, like walking by, and I saw Jeremy, and I was like, oh my god. You wouldn't have seen us for baseball. He is so hot. You're walking in the gym. I saw you. Anyway, I saw you, whatever you were doing, 
with a group of people. Just looking good. And I was like, he is so hot. Yep. Rookie mistake. I turned to my friend at the time, who's a hoe, and I was like, he is so hot. And she was like, yes, he is. And, well, that's not girl code, apparently, because then she started dating Jeremy shortly after. (laughs) So this is where it picks up then, right? So... She's she was a year behind me in school, so not she, because I was behind him, but because I was a year younger than him. Let's get that yeah, but, fact out there. Okay, so what? you're behind Never me mind. in school, and my sophomore year she was a freshman, so <laughs> that would that would be correct <laughs> if I'm a year behind you, and you're a sophomore. I would indeed be a freshman. I thought I was the one pulling in the facts. Why are you laughing at your own <laughs> joke? You can laugh out loud. Anyway. So it started so it started there. Started in, in the gym. Um the first one the, the first one I dated was The first one. That was Jessica. Well right? do we have we uh, shouldn't mention it. Okay. So that was so for a nominated anonymity a nom- a nomin- a <laughs> nice we're gonna call the first one j dog let's call her pessica <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go with j dog so aka pessica it started with started with j dog um you guys were pretty serious for being in high school. I mean, not really. It, I mean, really. I don't know. She was one of my best friends, and they were, like, inseparable. And I was always the awkward third wheel that was with her because I always hung out with her. So I was always the awkward third wheel because her and Jeremy were always together. So yeah, I was, but you were dating some freaking weirdo. Like, I don't even remember that dude's your name. Your best friend at the time. No, you were dating that one weird Spanish Hispanic kid. No, my freshman year, I only dated, aside from you, I only dated one other person, and that was Steven, my freshman year. Oh, I think you're talking about Eric. I went to homecoming with him. We didn't date, Okay, anonymity. Oh, yeah, Sparrick. (laughs) And Levin. No, (laughs) you dated that that Mexican kid. What Mexican kid? Horton. Oh, he was not Mexican. He was African-American. He was Mexican. His mom was Puerto Rican. His that dad, doesn't, that's not African-American. Puerto his, Rican I, is Spanish. I said, but that, I was like, that. maybe that's where you're getting that Mexican from. His, he was, his mom was Puerto Rican. And it, anyway, why the hell is this important? So that's where it started. So I was, I was dating J-Dog. You were dating the... Jordan. That kid. I remember as a joke. So there was a, there was a long joke. It wasn't very long. <laughs> that all the that all the guys <laughs> used to like. I had a lot of. I had I had some pretty heavy stones back in the day, so um, I wasn't really scared to do a lot. He of things. He was like the class clown that no. only the guys thought were funny. Like the girls thought you were creepy. The girls liked it. Mm-hmm. So if anybody knows what a Texas belt buckle is, don't explain it. Just leave it at that. So there was a there was a concert called the Gordon's concert in Los Alamos. We grew up in a really small town. She she grew up down 
the valley in down the, the down the way in the valley from the small town but still went to school in the small town so um it was rare that she ever came up to los alamos like for those gordon's concerts but she so was my at this one strict as the she was at what? this one sitting on a bench with this kid guys tell me hey jeremy bet you won't go do the texas belt buckle in front in front of her and her boyfriend and i was like bet you i will i went over and did it asked hey you guys ever seen my texas belt buckle and boom right there in your face sitting eye level yeah it was pretty disturbing and disgusting i remember i almost like i, I was in so much shock but you licked Jordan your lips. was like laughing that is disgusting you were like oh yeah that is disgusting i was a freshman in high school why is that disgusting? that's gross i was a sophomore anyway so he started dating my friend or was dating my friend i think and so then, then there was another time so that i think that was still summer right yeah because that was a gordon's concert so then there was that was still summertime then you came over one time with her to my house Mm -hmm. um hung out at my house so it was you her and i and that was the first time i met his mom yeah awkward exchange funny enough my mom and my aunt were downstairs and met cassandra and j-dog and it turns out that they both actually liked cassandra more than they liked the other person and didn't hesitate to tell me that after she left and still today it comes up (laughs) it comes up i knew she was gonna be the one (laughs) you say your mom's voice so perfectly when i actually talk to your mom i hear it in that (laughs) voice (laughs) so then so we fast forward a little bit we you and i became close because you guys ended up so so you were the middleman yeah, so Jeremy and her ended up breaking up, and he was devastated, and he, like, wanted to get back Don't together say de- with her. Don't you, 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 you okay, exaggerate on everything. He was sad, and he wanted to get back together with her, so he texts me and is like, I want to ask her to homecoming, help me figure out a cute way to ask her. And I was all about it, because I knew she really did still like him. It was just, like, semantics. Is that the right thing to say? Anyway. I guess so. So, Jeremy and I began our own relationship as friends because we were trying to figure out how he should get back together with J-Dog. We ended up becoming really close, dare I say best friends, in this time, and it just didn't work out with him and J-Dog. He tried a couple times and got turned down, so we he gave up, essentially. And then I was like, hey, you should start dating my other friend, my best friend a dog so he started dating my like childhood best friend who was my maid of honor in our wedding still one of my best friends that didn't last long let's no, be honest it, that was it, like that was more like, was like a, a two-week thing it was more like a it's okay jeremy here i'll hook you up with my friend and it didn't last very long because i was dating your friend at the time so it kind of just worked out so that was like a quick one of those high school quick relationships. then it went things. back to j-dog yeah But then Jeremy and I, the whole time, remained, like, really good friends. We had this thing where we would pass each other notes in between class all the time. And we texted, too, but it was mostly the notes. Now I remember. Then the baseball party. Because during baseball season, we had a party. And there was a girl there. uh, The Neha. (laughs) (laughs) Who was acting real ho-ish. And you don't have to got, go into that. And that got me into trouble. Yeah. And so then. You made out with another girl. And so then that ended the relationship with J Dog for the last time. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the next year, 
we started talking more and passing notes. Well, because you felt really bad about the incident, but since I was both of their friends, I actually knew of an incident that J-Dog did to Jeremy, and because I was close with both of them, I broke girl code and told Jeremy about it so he didn't feel so bad about himself. And I think that, like, opened up the gates for both of us being friends. Snitches so, get stitches. Yeah, I mean, looking back on it, I probably shouldn't have done that. What a crappy thing to do. And some may say, well, that's why Jeremy likes you is because you, you cheated your way through it. No, not really. But anyway, so Jeremy and I became friends. Um, Victory favors the bold. I was kind of sort of dating this junior... I was still freshman dating this junior. We went to homecoming dances together and I was on the volleyball team with Jeremy's best friend's girlfriend. And she kept saying, you, got, you should date Jeremy. You should date Jeremy. You should date Jeremy. And I was like, gross. That's like dating my brother. I think we like can my put Aaron's friend. name out here. Aaron's, Aaron's my best friend. He was my best friend in high school. Right. So we did everything together. Jeremy's best friend, Aaron's girlfriend, Emma, and I played volleyball together and she was trying to constantly get me to date Jeremy. So we passed notes. That was our thing. We had like boxes and boxes of notes we just passed to each other, just bullshitting through the day because we couldn't have our cell phones in high school because cell phones had just been introduced pretty much. <laughs> Flip phones. Yeah. So one day Jeremy passes me this note. Well, f- we'll rewind a little bit. He passed me a note saying, do you like me? I kind of like you. But normal high school bullshit. And I was like... Let's not turn this into, like, yeah, s- something gay. Yeah. Like, let's make it... So then he asked me to be his girlfriend Make it sound a little note. bit more, like, romantic. He not. sent me a note that said, will you be my girlfriend? Check yes or no. And then he had little boxes with a yes under and a no. Because we liked that song. George Strait. Anyway. And which so... Which box did you check? Yes. No. No, no, you didn't. Tell him which box you checked. Yes. No, I made you made my your own, own box. Yeah, and I made it said, my... Maybe. <laughs> that's that's what you that's what you did. You made your own box and you said maybe, and then it was like, what? Like I get the note back and I'm expe- yeah, I'm expecting like either a yes or no. Like hearts beat and I open it up and it says maybe. Like what? I didn't put that there. Yeah, seriously, who does that? <laughs> but that's just kind of how our relationship was. We were very joking. Like we're still like that. Yeah, but the maybe thing, like you even asked, I like, you asked followed like, it with another note that said "heck yes" on it, and that was October twenty fourth, two thousand and five. We officially became girlfriend and boyfriend. Yeah, we dated pretty much straight through high school. There was probably there was like a at one point where it got a little bit rocky because I had friends that were girls that she got jealous of. That happened on both, oh, both accounts. No, no, no. Right, let's tell them this story. So this really, this really got us together. So it's oh, was that sophomore year? That was sophomore year. So because that's a year younger. Than no, no, no. It, it was junior year. Sorry, because that's when I had. We were dating. Yeah. No. We yes, were we were dating. No, 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 we were dating it. This is before we started dating. This is. Oh, so, that's right. That's right. I didn't I was start dating you until whatever. sophomore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so teacher's assistant. I used to be able to go leave class to go get burritos. A breakfast burrito and come back and just so happens that Cass wanted to ditch class and she was ditching with her friend and aunt her aunt and I have an aunt that's a year younger than me and there was like there was like two and then there was like two other guys from the football team three other guys from the football team that wanted to go yeah that car sat six people and, and there so was six pe- there was more than six people because remember Sean and Mary were in. That's what I'm saying. So it was. Yeah. yeah. So it was. 
It was Sean, Mary. And we don't have to go through the list. Just six people. Okay. And then other Sean, and then Al, and me, right? And then you. Yeah, so it was six people. So so the idea was, okay, so I'm going to go get breakfast burritos, but I need a car. So I borrowed somebody's car to go and get breakfast burritos. And then when I was walking out to the parking lot, ran into all these other people, and I was like, hey, I got this car. You guys want to go off-roading? And off-roading, so because we lived kind of at the top of the mountain, like the canyon was like just, you know, maybe two or three minutes away like it was just a back road so we always used to go off-roading in between classes or if we ditched class or if we had a free period and so it just so happens we all wanted to go ran into them they all wanted to go so we jump in the car it's packed a lot of people are seated like on top of each other pretty much and we head into the canyon and doing about 45 miles an hour now Mind you, this is not something that we are proud of as far as, like... We how, don't condone any yeah, of Yeah, it. it wasn't... It was dangerous and stupid looking back on it now. And it was a learning moment. But, funny story. So, we're cruising down. I'm I'm excited because Cass was, like, a crush of mine. And she's in the back. And, you know, I'm trying to, like, make it all exciting. And basically driving faster than I should on this dirt road. So, we're going down this dirt road. Because girls are attractive by that. Yeah, you were like, look at how badass this dude is. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So we're going down this dirt road. <laughs> Al's in the front seat. Cass is in the back. All of them are in the back. Um, and on the on this road, there's a sharp, like almost like a hairpin left turn. And so I'm doing about 45 miles an hour. The guy in the passenger seat kind of looks at me, expecting me to break. I, I forgot how sharp the turn was. I was just going to like make the turn. And he first thing he says is, hey, hit the brake. And then a second or two went by. I didn't, I didn't slow down enough. Hit the brake didn't slow down then he turns around and yells hit the brake hit the brakes the car kind of the the analog brake system kicks in car kind of drifts a little bit this car has a high center of gravity it's an suv that has a very high center of gravity and a strong rollover rate so that's the first thing we're lucky for that it didn't roll over second thing is there's a cliff edge around if if you miss this turn you're going over a cliff and so it drifts a little bit, starts headed towards the cliff edge, hits the cliff edge, all the tires go off except for like one that's being hung by a rock. Yeah. And it stops. And it's teetering literally high centered on one big rock. And so to the right you look over and you can yeah. see the bottom of the cliff. And it's not like it's it was what like maybe 10 feet. It wasn't like a huge cliff. It was enough to really injure people. Oh, yeah. Was, there could have been a couple casualties. So sure. so Al looks out the window, sees that he can't get out that way because it's a drop-off. Um, on my side, everybody could get out. So we all start climbing out the driver's side. But we couldn't get off the car because if we did, it would roll. Right. So we, we stayed hanging on the side of the car. A lot of people got out, but there was like two or three people that stayed hanging on the car to keep it from teetering over, over Sel- No cell phone service. Yeah. So, well, there was cell phone service because I had to call Tim. No, there wasn't. Because remember, this is how popular that road is and how often people between class go or ditch on this road because we didn't have cell phone service and Tim drove by and we were like, oh, thank God, Tim is here. I th- I'm pretty sure I called Tim. Or was that a different time? I remember there was a, was a time, time we were... Okay, okay. I got that but confused this when we were did, stuck yeah. in the mud and him and Josh Pierce drove by yeah. and they found us. Okay. So this one I did call Tim. Tim came down with his truck... <laughs> We, we yanked the, the vehicle off the truck. There's no damage to it, except for the people. Some people went out the back door 
Turns out this vehicle has a, like a unibody frame and the back door is part of the structure of the vehicle. Opening that door tweaks the whole frame and then it won't close again. So everything was fine. Nobody would have known that this ever happened until the door wouldn't close. <laughs> that was pretty much the only consequence that I had from this whole event. However, it's a story that we've talked about forever. Basically, Cass calls it me almost killing her. I say it's me saving her life. I mean... You make your own decision. Half glass full, half glass empty Yeah, the glass was freaking full. It was probably more like three quarters full. So that was before we started dating. We had to backtrack a little bit to share that story. But brought us closer. Then we had something to kind of laugh about a little bit afterwards. That was really cool. And then... So I'll tell the promise ring story. So I'm, I'm very stubborn if I haven't expressed that already. And if Jeremy tells me to do something, I won't do it. Just I, I just won't do it. I don't know how I am. So he got me a promise ring and he put it, it was Valentine's Day, and he put it in a sweetheart's blast from Sonic. And he was like, he made me this like spread, all this food. And he was like, you should eat or drink this shake. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm too full. And he was like, will you please just drink the shake? And it was, I was a Valentine's like, shake that's what it was i said a sweetheart's blast yeah that's right it was valentine's day that's right i, I just said that too no you didn't yes i said all of that continue anyway i didn't want to drink it and finally he was like there's something at the bottom of the cup drink it so i finally drank it and it was the promise ring which i still wear today um and then after that jeremy graduates he joined the navy that was really sad um we broke up no no no. so you join the navy he goes to boot camp that was the first time we were apart for like more than a weekend we were apart for was it three months you were in boot camp for and so i went with his parents to his graduation in chicago and he ended up i was i was a senior in high school should we tell the other story that got us really close before that backtracking Oh, I don't really want to say that story. So this is oh. this is what this is what basically linked this, us together okay, for so life. Before, so before, after promise ring, before graduate, Jeremy graduated. But this is my senior year. We used to sneak. I used to sneak out all the time to go and see Cass at her house. And, and I would sneak and out. She would sneak me in, into the house. And so, whenever we would, whenever we would do this, I would basically have to leave my house inconspicuously sneak out of my house push the car out of the driveway because if i started it up it would be heard and my parents would wake up so i would leave a little decoy in my bed jump out a window sneak sneak out to the front yard sounds so romantic push the car push the car out of the driveway in neutral and then let it coast down the hill down to the end of the street start it at the end of the street and then drive down to and that is skills ladies and gentlemen (laughs) so this has been going on for a while turns out this one time um i told my sister wait hold on hold on let me just to support why i'm sneaking him in so my parents i grew i was the first child the the only child for almost eight years and my parents first child and my parents were very 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 strict i jeremy and i couldn't barely hang out i think there was a couple occasions where he could come over to my house while my family was there and then i could go over to his house but one like my parents hardly let us go out on dates if we ever went anywhere it was take your brother with you and they would always make me take my little brother with us so jeremy and i never had alone time which looking through my parents eyes duh why the hell would we have alone time we're in high school we don't need alone time but 
we were in love and I was super frustrated because we never got to hang out. So this was literally the only way, and I'm not, no joke, the only way Jeremy and I could hang out alone and just watch TV, watch movies, any of that. So Any of that. Continue. But this is the end. I forgot. This is pre-senior year. So this is just, this is the summer of, and so. Jeremy senior So like after softball games and stuff like that, that's when I would be going down there. So then it was, so it was like right before the year started, right before the school year started and sneak out, get down, get down to her house. Um, I think it was before summer because my dad no, no, grounded no, me from seeing you for the rest of the summer, and it was a long time. So it was like right when summer started. It's like at the yeah, very yeah. beginning. It was at the beginning of summer. Yeah. So then we get. So I sneak out, get down there. You know, went through the whole spiel, pushed the car out of the driveway. Blah blah blah. Turns out, so the way my decoy, I used to put shoes to make it look like feet. So I used to sit the shoes upright, throw the blanket over it, so it looked like my feet were there. So my mom comes in to check on us sometimes i mean i don't know what but she comes in she grabs the shoe she wiggles the shoe turns out she figures out that it was a uh it was not a um it was not a foot it was it was a shoe and so then she goes into my sister's room asks my sister if she knows where i am my sister does know where i am she knows exactly where i am so my mom went and snitched and told my dad and told my dad that the that the vehicle was gone and so he gets all uppity and wants to call the police uh, to teach me a lesson. But Because his child, high school child, stole a vehicle and they don't know where he is. It was borrowed. Obviously, I was bringing it back. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so my mom gets all uppity and she wants to go out and find me. Well, so she starts going around looking for me. And while I'm with Casp, the cell phone that I have keeps going off and i see that it's her calling didn't click that she was calling to find me so anyways i waited out waited out sure enough here comes an, a knock or a doorbell at cass's house i think you ended up turning your phone off right because yeah. she was calling us it was over like, and over and over it was like again. early in the morning and there's a knock at cass's house i go and hide on in, the window Oh, yeah. And so, she knocked on the window, and we could hear her, Jeremy! Yeah. Jeremy! So I go and hide in Cass's closet, and she goes into the front door, wakes Rings up. Rings the door. Yeah, wakes up both of her parents, tells both of her parents that I'm in there. They go to her room. And, but, and let me just interject that the whole time my mom was like, Jeremy is not here. My mom was getting super pissed off at his mom, like thinking that. She's accusing me of something I didn't do. And so my mom's like, Jeremy is not here. A cast would never do that. And Jeremy's mom's like, no, he, he's in there. Trust me. The Jeep is at the bottom of the road. So then my mom comes to the door and she starts banging on the door. And she's like, Cassandra, open the door. And I try and like make my voice all tired. And I'm like, what? What are you doing? And she's like, I'm going to break down this damn door. I know Jeremy's in there. So they come in. Fortunately, I have good hiding skills. And so they come in, they start looking around. I can hear him talking to her. Then she's like, is he, is he in the closet? And she opens the closet door. I thought that was it. I thought that was a wrap. She like looks in the closet. I was tucked away in the corner with like a little bit of clothes, like some clothes like draped over me. And she just overlooked me, closed the closet door and left. Then I hear him say, you know, if he's not out here in like five seconds or something, I don't remember what it was. 
it, it went downhill from there. Something so anyways, about the cops. Yeah. So Your anyways, we, we came out and fessed up to it. Sat there, got lectured. It was rough. When I went home, I got in trouble. Um, and that is when your dad gave you the ultimatum. Yeah, it was basically going to be me dropping out of high school to go and join the military. Um, and instead, when we went down to the recruiter, he was like, "It'd be better if you finished high school." Blah blah blah. So still signed up for the military at the basically the summer of my senior year, um, and then Cass was grounded from me forever. So this had to have happened in like June. My dad told me I was not allowed to see you ever again, and he. My dad is scary, so my he's probably like the the biggest teddy bear in the world. But like when he's pissed, he's the scariest human being in the world. I hope that when we have kids, I have that same I don't fiery think he look. I yeah, he, I don't know what it is. I think it's just because he stares and like doesn't. Blink <laughs> no, it's like super. I just hope I inherit it, inherit that look from him when we have kids because, all like it's scary. So my dad grounded me from Jeremy. We didn't break up. We stayed together. And Jeremy was like, I don't care how long it'll take. Like I'll wait. Ooh, it was your birthday. Jaguars beat the Steelers. It was your birthday. And so I really wanted Jeremy to come to my 17th birthday party, and I told him he was going to have to, like, talk to my dad. So he went, you went to my dad's work, is that right? Yeah. And took him to lunch. He went to go pick my dad up from work and took him to lunch. I don't know what they... Talk about awkward. Yeah. And then Jeremy got to come to my birthday. But Jeremy did tell me, or my dad did tell me that that was, like, when he realized that me and Jeremy were serious. So it was kind of like... It was a good thing that it happened because I think my parents, like, didn't believe that we were actually, like, seriously, like, quote-unquote, in love because we were in high school and they're like, yeah, this is going to fizzle out before they graduate. So, Jeremy joins the Navy. He leaves to boot camp in July, so the summer before my senior year. And then in August... I think it was August you graduated and went. I went with your parents to your graduation in Chicago. And right when we left, my mom... No, it wasn't August. It, was it like, doesn't matter. It was it, like the it, end of it, September, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, so then I just remember like my mom giving me a hug goodbye and then staring your mom in the eye and saying, they better not get engaged. And my mom just... My mom always like tells the story how she just had like this feeling that Jeremy was going to propose. And I thought they were all stupid. Like, Jeremy and I wrote letters back and forth when he was in boot camp, and we said, like, we were going to marry each other, but I always told him I wanted to graduate college first. So we go to Chicago. We have his graduation. I got to see him for the first time in three months. That was amazing. And then we went to a mall. And I remember we were looking in the mall, and his mom was like, let's go to the jewelry store. And so they had me try on engagement rings. The whole time we thought it was a joke. Like, I was joking around. And then his mom was like, which one do you like out of these three? And so I picked one. Like, obviously, they were all beautiful, thinking it was a joke. And so we leave. We go to this store. And it was me and his mom looking in the girls' section. And she was like, oh, I got got to go to the bathroom, she said all of a sudden. And she just left for, like, an hour. She was gone. And I was calling both of their phones, and they weren't answering. And finally, she comes back, and she goes, I got lost. And she, like, made up this excuse or whatever. Didn't think it, it was a little suspicious, but I, I was like, no, there's no way Jeremy's going to propose to me. I'm still in high school. And so we're leaving to go to the airport. He's dropping us off. We're in the back of a taxi or a rental car, and Jeremy ta- proposes. It was a taxi. 
Jeremy proposed behind or in the back of a rental car. Or taxi. taxi. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the back of a taxi. Then dropped you off at the airport. Then I had to go back to boot camp, leave, go to a school. Well, also, let me just share. When I got home, I had to hide the engagement from my parents because Jeremy also told me he didn't ask my parents for permission to marry me. And I'm from a Hispanic Remember, this is her family, senior year of high school. Catholic very strong like that's the thing you do is you ask your the dad if you want to marry if you could marry his daughter and he failed to do so so i knew my dad would be livid so i didn't want to say anything to my dad i hid my engagement gosh for like two months i didn't tell anyone but of course when i went to school i was rocking that ring because it was a huge ass ring for someone my age and so i was of course wearing it and showing it off so one day my dad came i think to like pay for something for my softball team and the the secretary again small town small school everyone knows everyone she was like oh jeff congratulations i heard your daughter got engaged to jeremy and my dad was like what called me out of class that was a wrap my parents were livid um i don't remember i don't they didn't say like you couldn't get married or you couldn't be engaged but i think they were just really upset about it because i was 18 so there's nothing they could do about it um we did a lot of those. We we went out and got matching tattoos together, yeah. also without permission, and yeah. she had to hide that, and that was discovered, like, on a family vacation. That was my graduation. Yeah. So, um, we, we, we had a lot of those moments, but... Note to self, don't be too strict with your kids, because they'll rebel. But they were pretty forgiving, surprisingly. They, yeah, because I think they actually, we stuck it out, and we may have broken some of their promises, but we kept the really big ones, and I think that's what they're proud of. So, we were engaged for a few months, and then we broke up. Um, Then, my graduation in May, we got back together, like, right before my graduation. In May of 2008, we got back together. I came home for... You surprised me for my graduation. Yeah, but why were we staying at my mom's? That was a different time. So then I went to University of New Mexico. I moved out to Albuquerque. We were still dating. And then that was the fall. And then I think it was just winter break. And we went back. I went back down to Espanola and you came home. We stayed at my mom's for some reason. She was staying at this. The Poverty House. Okay, creepy side story. This house that my mom purchased was... Haunted AF. Yeah, definitely like no haunted joke. out in the middle of nowhere in like pastures of of beautiful White Rock, New Mexico. home in the day yeah so funny side story those times where you wake up in the middle of the night and you have to go to the bathroom so bad but you can't find the light this happened and it was like my nightmare was happening so i'm walking down the hall i get up in the middle of the night walking down the hall to try and find the bathroom light and I didn't know this house because I didn't. I never grew up in this house. Basically, this was like my first time staying there. Actually, now that I think about it, and so I'm like sliding my hand, pitch black, sliding my hands like down the wall trying to find a light switch so I can find the bathroom. And so I, I keep going, keep going. Then I go back, back the other way, then back the other way. And I was like, I know this light switch is here somewhere. Turns out, it was it was someplace else I don't, other than where I was looking but anyway so I go into the bedroom that we're staying in turn on that light and just use kind of like the ambience of that light to find another light switch so I do that so that's how this whole like thing started so then I turn on the bathroom light turn off our bedroom light and then when I'm leaving the bathroom I have to turn off the light again and so turn that off again it goes back to pitch black 
I was hungry, go into the kitchen. I, I walk, make my way to the kitchen to try and find something to eat. Open the kitchen, open the refrigerator, and it takes me a while to figure out something that I like because my mom didn't really have a whole lot of food there. In the background, I hear like footsteps, like boom, 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 and it's hardwood floors, like something's walking behind me. Right then, fear struck. I couldn't move. I was scared out of my mind. I didn't <laughs> know whether I should like I totally whether I should like flip on the lights and like look to see who's in there or and like try and like stand my ground, ignore it, or head back to shelter. So fight or flight, I flight. I flighted. I flighted. I flighted all the way back to the bedroom. I slammed the refrigerator door shut, took off running, screaming, jumped into bed and hid under the blankets. An adult who just got through boot camp in the military was scared out of his mind. That was the hauntedness of this freaking house. Never wanted to go back there again. Well, there was a couple of nights because we stayed there for like a week and there was a couple of nights we would wake up because we were staying in your sister's room and the door, the windows would just open. Remember that? Like we would wake up in the middle of the night and the windows would all be open and it's freezing. Yeah. In the middle of the winter, why would we open the windows? Like it was really creepy. The rocking chair would yeah, always move. Yeah, it was like... There's like noises like yeah it was so but anyway so we're we just had like this revelation and when we broke up and then we got back together we didn't get back together as an engaged couple like we got back together as girlfriend and boyfriend and i told him that i wasn't ready to get engaged again like i wanted to finish school like we had like this list of stuff we were gonna do before we got into an engagement and so we were at his mom's house and we had like this revelation and i was like well i don't understand if we know we're gonna get married like why don't like we know we're gonna get married in five years so what's the difference if we just get married right now? At this point, we were we were truly in love. And you're 19. You don't realize, like, I didn't realize, well, I was 18 or 19. 19. I didn't realize, like, marriage isn't just, like, you guys are now husband and wife. Like, now we know that marriage is a lot more than that. But at the time, you're young and you don't realize it. So we went and told his mom we were going to elope that weekend. And she was like, no, you're going to break your parents' hearts. Don't do that. Um, and then so we got back engaged and then we planned a and shotgun we set wedding. A, yeah, we set a wedding date. For the next month. Yep. And we got married. December twentieth, two thousand. It was But the, we knew we yeah. knew. So like my godparents are amazing and they're literally like fairy godparents and we told them that we wanted to get married and we had stayed at their house with them too like one time mm -hmm. and like they just knew that we were in love and so they paid for our wedding like they threw the wedding they decorated it and like i told them i just wanted it to be very intimate just like our immediate family and like we each picked like three best friends to go so if you can picture like a almost like a farm like a farm town type wedding that's almost what this was we didn't live in a farm town it was a shotgun wedding yeah. without the pregnancy it was like it was like fold out tables <laughs> we were too young to drink so we had sparkling cider yeah. instead of actual like wine or champagne but you know we i think it was just her basically her immediate family my immediate family and then like a couple of our friends that were there but um it was cool because here's the thing best advice that i can give anyone that's about to get married don't spend a lot of money on your wedding and regret it so if you if you really want to have a huge wedding and it's like you know desperate dreams and you have the money to afford it go for it if you don't take advantage of the fact that you're still young and you're gonna want to spend money after the wedding so save that money and do something nice for like the honeymoon well our and it was so romantic like it was winter time there was snow it was like in a little lodge like cabin thing 
It was super romantic. And I think that being that we were so young, so many people were against us getting married. Not against it, but they were like, oh, no, this they is were definitely so stupid. Like, this is a mistake. You yeah. Guys are too young. Someone's probably pregnant. Well, I guess <laughs> well, I would it be wouldn't the only. be me. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably pregnant. Like, this is what's, like, literally everyone was against it. So, being that we had, like, our close friends and family, they're never going to leave our lives. Like, if we had a huge wedding and everyone was against it, we probably wouldn't talk to half of those people today. Yeah. But now, we got they got to share in that moment with us, and now they can appreciate that moment even more because we've lasted this long. a lot of people long. envied it, too, at the end. Yeah. So, at the beginning, everybody talked crap, and then down the road... People, you could tell people started it's to kind of end it. It's funny how, like, the evolution of that happened. Like, the biggest joke going around in my family right now is when we got married, my parents were like, fine, like, we surrender. We can't tell you guys what to do. Get married, but don't have kids. Do your thing, whatever. Don't have kids. And now that we're 28, my parents are like, so when are you guys going to have kids? We want grandkids. Yeah, like, when are you guys going to have kids? So, anyway, we're running out of time. Um, after the we, After the wedding... I went back to... We I both went back, went to, back to Virginia. No, 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 you didn't come back with me. My, I went on my first deployment the, with, we, while you still lived at home. The, so when we got married, that night we went to stay at Buffalo Thunder, and then you and I flew out to Virginia for a month. I went with you for the, my winter break, and then you went on deployment in February. Right, and then you came back to And I Mexico. lived with my dad right. until while well, he was on deployment, and then I moved out to Virginia the day. I flew out the day before he got home from deployment, and that's when we began our lives in Virginia. We got, we, we, we jumped the gun. We never had a house together. We, neither of us had ever, like, shopped for an apartment. We were, we were not adults by any means so we 100%. we look online to try and find we're like hey we got to get an apartment ready you know for when i get back so granted so i had bah coming in now which was really good so we you know we went and looked online for apartments she found really nice apartments that our friends stayed at and recommended so too nice of an apartment yeah. so way too expensive 600 square feet 1400 dollars a DF. month it was a mistake but the the things that we enjoyed in there was the fact that we kind of we oh. lived off of our love basically so and our best friends lived in the same complex we didn't so. have we didn't have cable we and it was safe because as soon as you got back from deployment in july you were home for a month and then you left on another deployment yeah so i was by myself in that safe neighborhood which was nice so we lived in Virginia. We went from Bean that. burritos. Yeah. We had no money. We never had money. We, we would Cass, scrounge for money just to get When she got her first food. job, we had to go out to like to the thrift store to find pants for her so that she could work her first job. So it was, yeah, we were always, you know, kind of grinding out there for money. But at the end of the day, we look back at it as a success because it taught us. Yeah, we literally, everything we've worked for, we had no financial support from anyone. Like, our only support we had was, like, love and encouragement from our family, and that was enough for us. And my mom bought us a nice couch and a bed. Yeah, but we were, like, <laughs> we worked so hard. I remember we got so excited because after that apartment, after being there for two years, we moved to the next apartment, and it had two bedrooms and a hallway, yeah. and we were, ex like, we were so it was excited. Like square feet, yeah. Yeah, it was super old, but, like... It it was super cool. So when we moved out to Phoenix, we stayed in another we apartment got Sammy and then we got at a the, house. At the, at the first apartment when we first yeah. moved out there. So that's when Sammy joined the family. He's our little... He's our ride or die. He's yeah. been through it all. And then we got our German Shepherd when we first moved out here to Phoenix. And then we lived in an apartment for a year, a mm -hmm. house for two years in the ghetto. 
because then, we wanted a house, but we couldn't. We didn't afford, have the credit yeah. to, to get a house yet, so we rented a house. And we could only afford in the ghetto, but it was a nice house. It was just in the wrong neighborhood. And then we lived with your mom for a year. Then so we, we decided we were going to get serious to try to buy a house together. But we had shitty credit. Yeah. And so debt. We really knuckled down, kind of put together a plan. We paid off our debt. Lived with my mom for a year. Mm-hmm. Good riddance to that. Another story, another time. <laughs> but lived with my mom for a year, ended up, you know, we, we paid off a lot of debt, saved a lot of money, put together good credit, bought our beautiful first home. We both got jobs together. Um, we started working at the same place and uh, making, again, making decent money. And now we're kind of thriving. So Yeah, now we're just comfortable. And obviously we have other goals and aspirations that we're working towards. But there's a lot of stuff that we want to do. Like before we were working towards stuff that we had to do and we need to do. We needed a job with retirement and benefits. We needed a house. I get it that a lot of people don't have that luxury of being able to purchase their home. But for us, that was like our next plan. And that's what I think makes us such a good couple is that like we make a plan and we work towards it together and we usually achieve it. So now we're working towards getting ready to have kids. Oh my God, that's a different subject. But now we are doing stuff we want to do. Like this podcast, like we're not getting paid for this. Like we're not expecting to get paid for this. This is all being done on our free time, which mind you, we don't have very much of. But it's important for Jeremy and I to do stuff that we want to do. Plus, it's like free therapy. So we get to talk to you guys as if we're talking to a therapist. And then we get out all of our other crap and open communication lines and sure enough, if you guys start communicating back with us, it, it really is a free therapist. Yeah. But anyway, we just wanted to make this episode because as we were talking through it and we had some of our friends listen to the podcast and I, one of the feedback, one of the pieces of feedback I got from one of my friends at work, she said, it's funny because I know who you are, but people who don't know where you and Jeremy come from may not think your jokes are as funny or may not understand what you guys are saying. So Jeremy brought it up and was like, hey, we should really explain like how our relationship evolved. So that's where this episode is coming from. Next Spur of week, the moment. Yeah, next week we'll be back to our normal our normal whatever topic, topic. yeah um topic and then thing. so if you guys want to email us again that's vicious or no double v double d double v double v why would there be double d's double d's double 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 d's so it's vicious no no <laughs> it's double v podcast at gmail.com yes and our next one our next topic what should our next topic be so if they want to email us um, I wrote down something over here. Let me see. Let me put my glasses on. Okay, I don't. I don't know. I lost. I lost my page. It's gonna take too long to find it. Well, so, we should do something funny though, because this was, this was more of like informative. I wanna. I wanna let the people laugh. So, do you wanna talk? Let's do directions. Directions. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna talk about directions next week. Yeah, come prepared. Driving, all you know, of it. Where you're walking, things well, like that. Let's not give away. So. Let's not just say the whole episode. Yeah. Well. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. Remember, um, double v podcast at gmail.com. And and also, we're now on iTunes. So if you guys are listening to this from any other channel, 
if you can go to iTunes and download or subscribe to our podcast and then write a review because it keeps telling us that we don't have enough reviews and it's super annoying to get that notification. So rate and review. That would be awesome. Yeah. Write reviews. Write reviews. Tell them how awesome you think that Jeremy is. Anyway, thanks, guys. And remember, you may be married, but you're not dead. 